0: Is Powell to the People on the best talk in town?
1: Well, I got up
0: early this morning, turned on the radio. The weatherman gave the forecast that he really didn't know. He said we might have a little sunshine, might have a little rain, might have partly cloudy skies, and it might just snow again. Well, I found out a long time ago, there ain't that much for sure, but God's love. Be the same. Never changed. Never
2: changed. Here's Larry Powell. Never hey, welcome to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. We're so glad to be back with you. I've taken a little bit of a break. I had a, my wife and I had a cruise to Alaska. Uh, With Bill Gaither and 47 singers. It was absolutely wonderful. I think we had 13 concerts. We had uh, at least 28 meals in those seven days. It was a fantastic time. Really, really good. And you know, uh, you can uh, always hear us on KXEX 1550 AM, Saturdays at 4, Sundays at 6. We talk politics, education, religion, technology, sports, values, and healthy communities. If you want to know about it, you want to hear about it, you just contact us We're happy to to share with you what we find out. We get uh, some really good people in here to talk about some things. We've had some interesting folks. We have got two very interesting people today, and we're gonna introduce them in just uh, a little bit. But I'll tell you what, that cruise to Alaska was absolutely fantastic because it was all Christians on board, and uh, the casino wasn't even open, so that was uh, that was pretty <laughs> neat. So uh, we had a great time, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm amazed at the service level. Uh, Holland America was the line that we went on but uh, Inspiration Cruises here in town uh, Steve Dick is the president uh, owner of it uh, did a fantastic job but we had Bill Gaither and all of his singers there and we just had a great time praising the lord having a great time together listen want to remind you of another thing good news with larry powell is also on uh, monday through friday 10 a.m and 4 p.m and uh, nothing but good news stories. so if you're tired of hearing bad news check in uh, good news with larry powell 10 o'clock four o'clock Monday through Friday. We're also on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we got it. Uh, And if if you want to hear it on your time, you don't have to listen just at those specific times. It's available as you're cruising in your car or on your boat or wherever you happen to be. Also wanted to remind you that uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship has its fourth annual Daryl Rogers Golf Tournament coming up on October the 8th. Uh, That's this year coming up real soon. Registration is available. We want to make sure that you... uh, Contact uh, the folks at uh, Daryl Rogers. All you got to do is is cefnorcal.org slash Daryl Rogers. And uh, just look up uh, Good News Clubs and that'll get you there too. But we'd love to have you participate. We've had almost a full tournament every year. We've done it, raised a lot of money. We have over 80 Good News Clubs in public schools across the county area because of the good things that are being done with Child Evangelism Fellowship. Listen, we're so glad you're with us today. We have very interesting program today. I've got two good friends of mine. One friend is also our Fresno County Assessor Recorder paul dictos paul i'm glad yeah i'm glad to have you here you know you and i've been friends since 1967 so that goes back a little ways we'll talk more about that and then another really good friend that is a short time friend but boy we feel like we've known each other forever boris nebeshenitz uh, who is um the president of uh, a really interesting group called orange lamb ministries that's orange lamb ministries boris Welcome to the show. I'm sure glad to have you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about if I call myself a president. I'm
2: just a God (laughs) servant. (laughs) Well, you know, God elevates those that he wants to. And uh, when you do good work like you're doing, and folks, you're going to hear some very interesting things uh, that are going on with Orange Lamb Ministries. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the county of Fresno and the assessor recorder and some things that he's doing that are absolutely amazing. I got to tell you, Paul, is this your fourth term now?
1: Coming up? I'm, uh, this is, I'm just finishing on my third term, and I will start my fourth term on uh, January the 3rd, 2023. Ja- yeah,
2: January 3rd. And you didn't have any
1: competition this I year. I didn't. Uh, thank God that they didn't have any competition. I guess people like me. <laughs> I must be doing something right. Well,
2: you know, I've liked you since 1967. So, you know.
1: It's, uh, time goes by fast.
2: <laughs> it goes by really quick. Yeah, really quick. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, obviously, people know you, Paul. Uh, yes. Because you've been here for a long time, like I said, 1967. I, but how did you get to America? I know you're Greek Greek Americans. Yes,
1: yes, my father was a minister of the gospel in Greece. and yeah. he was an retired, of God. Assembly of God uh, missionary. Yeah, he founded five churches in Greece, all the assemblies of God churches. Wow. And when he was getting old, they they call him superannuated. This is uh, a word that I learned back then. <laughs> yes, as, as superannuated, he had to go. So he came to Fresno because this is where he had started. Wow. So he brought us back to Fresno in 1967. I was exactly 23 years old. Is came. that right? I landed in Fresno, California on the 27th of April, 1967. Wow. Wow. And I remember I ended up in the housing project in West Fresno. And that was a, a really a, a big surprise for me. I was able to take a shower for an hour, hot water running, you know, no limit as to how long you can have a shower. Uh, and uh, I was so glad that God brought me here. And uh, really, I feel that I was born here. Somehow, yeah. the other day, uh, I, they, they told us to announce ourselves. I was in a meeting. And I said, well, I'm Paul was born and raised in Fresno. Nobody questioned <laughs> me, so I guess I'm established now, I love know, it. <laughs> as a Fresno <laughs> bred, a so, you know, Fresno grown. So April 27th. 1967. I
2: think we met April 28th. I, I mean, I it was pretty close. I next day you could, <laughs> I mean, you could have waited to meet me. You know, no, you know, that's you know, exactly right. <laughs> that's right. Right. Well, and then uh, you came to America. Your mom and dad, uh, missionaries. Uh, a really full history of what uh, how God has worked in their lives, obviously worked in yours, and then through your extended family on down as
1: well. Yes, my father was seventy-two years old when he came. My mother was fifty-seven. They had fifteen years difference, and uh, we were looking. They were looking for a job, and God led them to have uh, a, a home for the aged people. Wow. And they did such a ministry to the old people. And I was working with them. I was helping them, you know. I was living upstairs with my wife. They were living downstairs with five people yeah. taking care of, you know. God miraculously provided us with everything we needed, you Isn't know. Isn't that amazing? A God never leaves you alone. No, if he doesn't. If you follow the truth, if you, if you follow his steps, you know, he will provide everything. No, you know, absolutely. And, and, and this thing comes to, to my mind. Uh, from from matthew twenty five forty three says I was a stranger and you took me in We were strangers in this city yeah and Christian people took us in
2: amazing amazing great story great story Boris tell us a little bit about you uh how did you get to America when did you get here and and folks let me tell you uh Boris is Russian and doing some amazing work with uh the Ukrainian refugees. And we're going to flesh that out a little more and talk more about that, uh, because that's an amazing story, too. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you end up here? What are you doing now in addition to the refugee work and stuff like that?
3: Well, we came here in uh, 1994 as uh, religious refugees, religious persecution. Yeah. Uh, We came with a family of nine children. Wow. Wow. and, uh, so you got eight siblings. I got eight siblings. Yeah. Most of them live here in Fresno. Some yeah. of them have moved, but uh, we came as a uh, you know a poor family from Siberia, uh, city of Krasnoyarsk. And
2: uh, is
3: you know, Siberia
2: as rough as we hear about it? Y-
3: you know, I don't think it's as rough as it is now. But okay. the town of Krasnoyarsk, where, where I was born, yeah. was just prisons, nothing but oh, prison camps. Is that right. That's where both of my grandparents got shipped to from Europe. Wow. As, as prisoners uh you know and they were uh pretty much uh wealthy wealthy people that got yeah. everything taken away and shipped to siberia oh man And uh, that 's where I grew up as a as a kid and in nineteen ninety four uh we came here through a sponsorship program yeah uh you know one of my uncles was the first one to come here in ninety two and before that his relatives came, so it was a sponsorship program that that's fantastic got us in here yeah. and uh we they took us in into uh, we came to Washington Vancouver and we lived there for about two years and okay. my father really didn't like the cold there and the rain <laughs> Siberia to Siberia. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> so we had an old friend here that moved here back in eighty eight okay Igor um, Miller was his name he was a pastor here. And he I invited my dad to come visit, and they came, and they're like, wow, there's oranges here, there's grapes here, there's so much. <laughs> the agricultural girls here. county of the world. And my dad says, can we move here? He says, of course. So we ended up, uh, we had a Ford Aerostar back then, and wow. we piled up uh, our, our family and my grandparents into a seven-passenger van, and we moved on over here. And we came here wow. with uh, $8,000. Mm. Uh, we sold the house that we had in, in Krasnoyarsk. Yeah. And we had about 10 bags of wow. stuff. And when we came within a month, uh, the P- People's Church is where we started. Uh, I know uh, it was First Baptist Church in okay. Vancouver, Washington. They took us in. They picked us up at the airport, uh, and they gave us couches. They gave us an old car, and they gave us so much stuff, more than we ever thought of. Amazing. So yeah, that's, that's how we got here. So
2: you ended up here, and then— uh, your bride is she also from Russia? She's from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, okay.
3: Kazakhstan. She came here when she was young. She was uh, about two years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she got here to, uh, so was she in Fresno when you met her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we met at church. Okay. We met at church. <laughs> with Listen, her. a lot of people meet at church. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. Well, uh, one of the things folks we want to talk about um, is a little bit of geography uh, of Russia and some of the things that are are going on there because I don't think people understand. Uh, the uniqueness of each individual country in what used to be the Soviet Union. Um, but each has their own culture, each has their own, you know, backgrounds and things. And when you think about Ukraine, Ukraine is really close to Poland, it's right next door to Poland, and so it's it has a lot of European connection uh, in the country. And then Russia and, and Ukraine right now are obviously in this huge battle that is going on, uh, and you as a Russian... Uh, working to help Ukrainians really talks to us about what God does. And we want to talk more about that when we come back. Uh, folks, I can't believe how fast our first segment has gone. We've gone by 12 minutes in no time at all. You're going to hear a lot more from Paul Diktos and Boris Nebeshenitz. Uh We've got some really good stuff for you today. Stay with
0: us. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. If you're in a load, if you're getting sick, if you feel feeling well, if you're getting hurt, if you just fell, God's love and faithfulness will always be the same. Something's never, never This is Powell to the people on the best talk in town. Hey, welcome back to
2: Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. You were listening to my bumper music is from Mark Lowry, where he talks about some things never change, and what never changes is the love of God. And, uh, boy, that is a powerful, powerful tool for us. Well, uh, Paul, before we get into the whole Ukrainian thing, we're going to reserve our last two segments for that Uh what are you doing now as a county uh, assessor recorder? What are some of the projects you've got going? And uh, I know you, you've you always got your hand in something that's helping out the taxpayer. I'm glad you
1: asked. But before I do that, I want to just mention that I came to America with $23 in my pocket. Oh, wow. I tipped $1 to the porter in New York. So I ended up with $22. $22. So my mother already had bought a house. And she says, Paul, we got to paint the house. I said, you know, we got the money. <laughs> I said, but I got $22. I said, you know, and then, back then, paint was 99 cents a gallon. Wow. So I painted the house. Yes. Uh, in 19, in 2010, uh, I decided to run for office. Uh, yes. A, a politics was always in my blood. And somebody called me up. In fact, John O'Reilly called me up so said, you know, there is an opening here at Fresno County for the assessor. I said, whatever it is, I'm going to run. And I ran and... By, by God's grace, I won. Yes. And I've been there now for three consecutive terms. I've been re elected three times. And this is the fourth time now, with God's grace. I'm yep. going to be four more years, which will be a total of 16 years. Never in my dream, wildest dreams, I've, I could feel, see myself uh, as an assessor. First of all, foreigners. I'm a foreigner, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> Immigrants don't run for office. Yeah. Their children run. the
2: children run, yeah. have
1: to really open up a restaurant, have a pizzeria, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I've done all of that, you know. <laughs> I was more in loans. I became a CPO, all of those things. So all of, all of a sudden, Kathy has elevated me. And the office has been really uh, doing very well. And uh, last, uh, when I first started out, I saw that the recorder's office was on the th- it was on the third floor of the uh, Hall of Records Yes And people had to walk up Three flights something. Most of the time The elevators are not working yeah. People had to park Five blocks away And I said This doesn't work well You know yeah. They get a the ticket While they're buying A birth certificate <laughs> so, yeah, Or getting a marriage
2: license <laughs> Or whatever so, so
1: they're getting upset You know uh, but, but uh, be, be, be some uh, funny uh, I mean easy ways of uh, figuring it out we ended up building, uh, buying a building and rebuilding it you know uh, improving it on the uh, southeast corner of Baness uh, and Merced yes the old Noble Credit Union two story building yeah it's all uh, uh, refurnished now everything is brand new wow and now people can come and park next door and pay nothing for parking and get the birth certificates and we also have a drive through service which we start uh, working on january 1st yeah people are very happy uh, this that drive is, drive-through service, is a, ser- service to the public
2: yeah that drive through is a novel thing i don't know that it's done anywhere else in well, california is uh, it
1: there's 58 recorders 58 counties state of california we are the first one first the only line. one that has a drive through service wow. i'm sure they're pretty sure they will copy us yes. i always want to say that the, the cost of the building was paid, was not paid by tax dollars. Wow. It was paid by the fees that people pay me, uh, $25 for many yeah. certificate and so on. Yeah. So there's no cost to the public.
2: Wow. So it's people that are receiving a specific service paid for it. Pay for that, And yes. everybody benefits. A, it, uh,
1: that's a few percent. Yeah. So I invite people to come and see it.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Are you having a grand opening?
1: We, we are going to have uh, a repatriate ceremony in about two weeks. We are okay. going to announce that. It's going to be a big splash. You know, we're going to have, you know, Larry Powell and uh, hopefully, you know, Jerry Dyer, our mayor, you know, be the MC. Get a bunch of people
2: there. Get a bunch of people there. This is the only way to attract people. Yeah. Sounds like you. Sounds good. It sounds good. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. uh, uh, Your wife, Stella, you know, and and you've made the paper for some really good things. Uh, Your wife, Stella, who is no longer with us, uh, beautiful, beautiful lady, uh, a fantastic person. Uh, But you took care of her. Uh, during the last days of her life when uh, she was uh, struggling.
1: Well, and she she conducted uh, Alzheimer's at the age of 60. That's yeah, where which is really young. And she was with us for 12 years. I wow. rebuilt my house to accommodate her. Niece. Yes. I built a brand new handicap bathroom just for her. It was about $30,000. Yeah. So I took care of her personally. I yes. gave her a bath every day before the caregiver came in. So we uh, the caregiver would come in every day for six days, but Sunday she would stay home. Yeah. So we wrote the story, Sundays with Stella, because Sunday she was completely on my own. Yes. Absolutely, I wanted to do the bath, the bathing, you know. Yes. The, the breakfast and the meals, the whole thing, you know, until the until night. Yeah. And uh, God has taught me a lot of things. <laughs> that he, would. He has taught me how to take care of old people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really, really, it's not an easy job. But we bonded so well. You know, I was there when she closed her eyes. Yeah. I closed her eyes. But they found out she had a nice surgery. And when you have your eyelids lifted up, the eyes don't close when you die. Isn't that something? So, wow. So <laughs> <out>. God, <laughs> God, God has blessed me through that. You know, it was a blessing. Yeah. And I learned. I'm still wearing her ring. I'm still married to her. I keep telling people yeah. I got a wife at home.
2: <laughs> well, one of the things that the Fresno Bee covered that I thought was really unique was that you learned to do her makeup, too.
1: I did that. Uh, I had some help from my daughters. Yeah. I did learn how to do her hair. and uh, You'll be surprised how much you learn when you have to learn it. Yes. The yes. need forces you to become an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a makeup like I did to, her for, to, to myself. Yeah, know? really? <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a special well, technique. Well,
2: that's such a great story, uh, you. you know, of care yeah. and love for her and... In her last days, and uh, she was really well taken care of. Sandy Vestella was staying Yeah. Well, um, listen, you guys uh, do some music together, Boris, you and Paul, and you got a, a jam session band that you you put together that you do gospel music. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, stuff. Do you uh, you got your guitar with you? Yeah. Uh, you guys want to do a song for us? Uh, you know, blessed assurance. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be really fun. So uh, sure. If you want to get your your uh, guitar ready to go? Um, I'll, uh, I'll get my, uh, my news going here a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about, folks, uh, this is so unique. Uh, uh, we've got great music coming your way today. We also are going to talk about uh, the Ukraine-Russian war. And uh, I've got to tell you, it's pretty amazing when you think about uh, that r- someone from Russia would step up to help someone from Ukraine. And it's not just someone, but it's orphans and it's widows and the folks that are most in need, and so uh, we're just uh, amazed at, at the story you're going to hear in the second half of the show, but I thought, you know, you know this will be really cool. Uh, get a little music going. Uh, we got Mark Lowry opening us up. We got Boris and Paul uh, going to, you know, keep us going during the the show here, so uh, let's, let's hear a little bit. So, Blessed Assurance, a great old-time gospel song. We're going to have guitar. We're going to have... Uh, 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 harmonica and uh so you're going to hear from uh boris and paul let's see what you got love it. Blessed Assurance. This is my story, serving my Savior all the day long. What uh, a great message for us. And, and, you know, when you think about uh, Blessed Assurance, uh, a lot of folks coming from uh, Ukraine right now didn't have a sense of Blessed Assurance unless they knew the Lord. Uh, and they're coming to a strange country. Um, they're coming, uh, many of them, uh, and Boris, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is uh, many of the folks you serve are widows and orphans and uh, with the things that you're doing with, uh, you know, Orange Lamb Ministries, uh, but a lot of them have lost their husbands in the war, and uh, they're suffering from a lot of things. Uh, Give us a little bit of an idea of what got you even thinking about doing something for refugees from Ukraine as a Russian. Well, I always liked doing mission work, you know, going out
3: to Ukraine a lot, uh, to the orphanages uh, with with our church groups and uh, just being out there, Telling them about Jesus, singing songs with them, it it makes my day. Yeah, I love it. And I also like going to Mexico a lot. Okay. uh, All the time. And we have a couple orphanages that we support down there, and we go down there and sing songs with them and teach them how to work and that kind of stuff. So. You know, I've I've always liked doing mission work. Yes, it's something that's a lot more rewarding than doing your regular work. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I yeah. said you couldn't pay me to go anywhere. You know, and I also <laughs> like going to Alaska and doing mechanical
2: work. Yes, as long as it's for free, I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I have so, uh, missionary work's been in your blood, then you know, from very early on.
3: I, you know I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I think you got my grandpa was a pastor. I got his name. Uh, wow. His name was Boris and. The day I was born, he was taken to jail, and my mom wanted to name me something else, but the women of the church says, no, 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 you uh, got to name him right after his grandpa. Wow, wow.
2: Well, uh, and
3: when we're talking about taking to jail, it was political. Yeah, he was a pastor, so he yeah. got taken to jail because he didn't agree with the communism, wow. and he believed in God, as, as a, you know, Jesus as a yeah. Savior, and yeah. that's why he got taken to jail. Wow,
2: wow. yeah, You know, such a, a rich heritage of the saints— who have uh, suffered for the Lord and are going to receive rewards as a result. I can't believe we're done with our second segment already, but we've got two uh, segments left we're going to handle, and I want to talk a lot about what's going on in uh, Ukraine and Russia just to get some insights from you having lived uh, in the area know, knowing what's going on. And then we want to talk about your ministry and what you're doing and how folks here can help. So, folks, you're listening to Powell to the People where civility is always in style We'll be
0: right back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. This is Powell to the people on the Best Talk in Town. Hey, welcome
2: back to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. Boy, I can't believe how fast our segments are going today, but uh, what a unique thing. We're with two really interesting people. Paul Dictos, the Fresno County Assessor Recorder, many of you know him, is going to be starting his fourth term as the Fresno County Assessor Recorder, January 3rd, that's coming up. He's got a new, uh, another event coming up just in a couple of weeks. You'll be hearing a lot more about that, but a new building they're in. Service is so much simplified for all of us who have to go down there, get marriage licenses, uh, whatever it is, uh, go down and check on our taxes. We can get service down there. So it's really cool. We'll learn a little more about that. But also Boris Nebeshenits, who is uh, from Russia but been here since 1994 um, and uh, has a missionary heart and is doing some amazing work. Uh, Orange Lamb Ministries is what he's working with, and he's been helping out uh, with a lot of the Ukrainian uh, uh, refugees who are from the Ukrainian war with Russia. And yet he's a Russian doing this because he loves the Lord and he sees the need and he has always been you know mindful of the ministry uh in Ukraine and working with uh, orphanages and a lot of things like that. so it's an extension of doing that uh let me ask you just a couple of quick questions. Um, tell me about uh Ukraine uh now Is this basically a civil war? Is it a religious war? How would you characterize it, Boris?
3: I don't even know if uh, I would call it a, I don't know, I, I call it destroying a nation. Yeah. Destroying yeah. a nation of Ukrainians. Uh, wow. And I think uh, that, you know, unfortunately that's, uh, you know, by sending more weapons down there, more money, we just keep... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if Russia's at full war. They're just kind of playing around a little bit. Gotcha. That's from what I, my understanding because I have a lot of family that are in both countries. Right, right. And, you know, Russian guys, they're not being pushed to war. They're just comfortably living. But hmm. I know a lot of Ukrainian families that are getting drafted and running right. away from the country from being drafted. And yes. I know a lot of them have been shot or blown up.
2: Well, it was really tough. I know in the first early days of the war, the first weeks or so, we were getting reports out that the Russians were, uh, soldiers were saying, who do we shoot? You know, these are our friends, you know, and Ukrainians and Russians actually have, uh, have had a long standing relationship over the years. And I know that, uh, you've got the, uh, Ukrainian, uh, you know, uh, church and the Russian church, Orthodox churches that have a little bit difference, uh, of things, but they have so many things in common as well. So it was really hard on Russians going in because they were going, what are we doing here? You know? So yeah, I get it. It's a, it's a tough, tough place, but out of this conflict, uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families are heading to Poland and other countries to just get out of the conflict because uh ukraine is getting bombed all over the place it's just and you're right i love the characterization i think you're right on that it's destroying a nation um and we we have a lot of ukrainians that live in america and are well-known boxers and you know other famous folks as well that have been here for a long time um so there's there's an affinity between america and ukraine Uh, there's a lot of things we know about ukraine and have had a relationship with but You've got uh, families coming. So how do they end up in Fresno, uh, some of these refugees and things? And how does, how does Orange Lamb Ministries uh, minister to them? Well, the
3: first, the first batch of Ukrainians that came into Fresno mostly came through Mexico. Ah, okay. And, you know, uh, I was called by a friend of mine. He was a missionary in Ukraine that we worked together with. He was right. in Ohio, Forest Ferdinand. He called me and invited me to go to Poland with him to help the Ukrainian refugees. So this and was real early on. This was right when the war started. Wow. And uh, he called me and I said, okay, I'm going to go. I asked my wife, she said, go ahead. Yeah. If you feel like the Lord's calling you, you know, you're okay to go. So sure. I started putting a team together. And about a, a week after he went before me, he called me and said, hey, Boris, you know, there's a lot of volunteers here. There's a lot of uh, supplies here, a lot of volunteers. And the, the same day I had a phone call from San Diego from a Pastor Yuri. Mm. Uh, and he said, hey, we got Ukrainian refugees in Mexico, and there's a lot of them, and we need help. Wow. So I was like, well, I guess I don't have to fly to Poland. I can just (laughs) drive to Mexico, which is going to be cheaper and You can minister here. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what we did, and then I thought what better way would be to show, you know, when you have a Russian hugging a Ukrainian and tell them, hey, it's going to be okay. We love you, and God loves you too, and Wow. Jesus died for your sins, so I thought, man, this would be the best way to evangelize to the Ukrainians that are running away from yeah. Russians invading their country, and you get a Russian on the other side hugging them.
2: Yeah, amazing.
3: Uh, amazing. So we got a team together, and we went down there and helped out uh, for about a month. Okay. So f- this is in San Diego. This is in Tijuana. Tijuana. And San Diego, Okay. Yeah. And we got, uh, we got a good amount, about... The government says there's twenty thousand. I believe there's closer to fifty thousand people that went through the border. Wow! Uh, within a month and a half, and that was Ukrainians. That was Ukrainians. Wow! Yeah. Ukrainian families that yeah. were uh, coming through the south, and uh, so that's the first batch of people that came in. And now they closed that border up and said, "Well, this is they're coming in too fast. We don't have enough time to vet them. Right? And it's you know it's dangerous for the our country. Sure, it creates more jobs for the. Uh, you know, the, border patrol. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, open up a new program, United for Ukraine, which is uh, you come in through the sponsorship program, right? And so the second batch of refugees that are coming into the states now is coming in through this new program, United for Ukraine. Basically, what they do is they find a sponsor here in the states that says, "Hey, I can somewhat help them. Gotcha. Uh, you don't have to be specifically financially responsible for them, but right." They gotta have an address that they can relate to, that they can come to, they can get sure. mail to. So, uh, right someone now, who cares for them, yeah, yeah, yes. cares
2: about them. So yeah. now that's the only other way that they can come in right now. Okay, good. How many do you think have uh, made it to Fresno?
3: Fresno, I th- I believe we have over uh, over two hundred people by now, uh, two hundred maybe yeah. closer to three hundred. So the people that we were hosting that came in through Mexico that had nowhere to go. They would come up to me and say, hey, Boris, we got nowhere to go. Um, Do you think you could find us a house in the States, anywhere to go? Wow. And I was like, okay, let's see. (laughs) So I would shoot a picture of their family and post it on our Church Viber group and then see who can take the family in. And that's how slowly we started taking families into Fresno. Wow. And now those families are actually finding finding sponsors for Mm -hmm. their relatives. Okay that are flying in through the new program. Right. And I told them, they came up to me and they said, Boris, can you host new families that are coming in? Can you, because I had four families living with me at my house. Wow. Uh, and they're asking, can you do this for our, our families? And I said, well, uh, you got your own place now, so why don't you practice? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Extended. you know, yeah. yeah, and it's been a big blessing for them to be able to, you know, they're living in a two bedroom apartment with uh, two children Wow! and now they're. But we have a family flying in next week with two more children and another hu- mom and wife, uh, ma- mom and husband. Yeah. And they're going to be living in, the, you know, for a while
2: until and I'll help them a little bit. Sure. But sure. now, you know, so I know one of the things you've been doing is uh, helping get furniture and all of the things like that that are needed uh, because you don't just come to an empty apartment. It, you, you can't live that way. So I know you've got a big truck that you drive around all over the place and and pick up stuff. So tell us a little bit about your need there and how we can help.
3: Yeah, there's there's a lot of needs uh you know with furniture, with economy cars, with helping them find jobs and they don't have work authorization. So that takes 6 to 6 to 8 months to get their work authorization, but they have to work somehow. Yeah. And uh you know, pay their bills and uh welfare they're applying for welfare, they don't get it. For the first month right and then they eventually get it but it still takes a while and they still have to get by somehow so they're going off their savings but they really can't sell nothing in their country when they're fleeing so they're coming empty-handed uh but yeah i mean it's everything from paperwork to their everyday needs Mm -hmm. is is needed you know house
2: car right food uh, and um furniture the the needs are really great then yeah um let me ask a question. Uh, do the, Is the Ukrainian language and the Russian language the same? Do you guys, can you talk to each other so pretty mo- well?
3: Most of the Ukrainians, I'd say 99% of them speak fluently in Russian. Okay, uh, I can understand Ukrainian also because we have a pretty good community here in, in our church right. of Ukrainians. So I've heard it for many years and it's, I understand it for pretty clearly.
2: Right. What's the uh, name of your church? Gethsemane, Gethsemane, Bible, Get- Baptist Gethsemane church. Bible Baptist Church. Gethsemane Bible Baptist Church. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So... You and your church basically have taken on this whole task, you know, of, um, you know, how do we minister to the foreign, you know, folks that come in, you're stranger in the land, and uh, make them welcome.
1: Larry, uh, he just told you that he had four families in his house, but if you ask him how big his house is, you'll be surprised. He only has 1,400 square feet. Wow. Wow. But the love of God, you know, makes him, you know, open up, make it bigger. Paul,
2: what got you involved in this?
1: Well, I mean, he dragged me into it. You know? He dragged me into it. and 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 if he says "kama come, come, you know, yeah. because I love him so much, and he's uh, he's dedicated, he's committed to the Lord's work, you know. Yeah. So I got in because of him.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and then uh, you know, I heard there was a need, so uh, we were able to donate some furniture and, yes. and help out too. And when we get back, we're just about done with our third segment. When we get back, I want to talk about a house that you have that uh, you know. That's kind of a care center. Yes, uh, yes. that you're you're doing some things and uh, and and you also are a an auto mechanic. Yeah, correct. That's that's what I do for a living. So that's what you do, not for fun, but you do the ministry for fun, and and you you do the other to make tents to get through. You know, that's it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, folks, um, you know, it's an amazing story when you think about it that. families were coming in through mexico that no longer is available and united for ukraine is the legitimate way to get in now um and sponsors are needed so uh if you have you know uh, uh, an opportunity or an interest to uh, sponsor uh all you got to do is go go to orange lamb ministries dot org and uh, boris will uh you know take your information and uh if you've got resources you've got interest we've got a way to hook you up so that you can help a lot of these families that are coming in great need but what a neat thing it says about americans and about american christians when we step up and help those in need uh it shows god's love is still very very strong right here in america listen we're going to be right back you're listening to powell to the people where civility is
0: always in style you're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. No matter what comes, no matter what goes. If you're on a high, if you're in a low. If you're getting sick, if you're feeling well. If you're getting hurt, if you just fell. God's love and faithfulness will always be the same. Some things never change. This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Hey, welcome back to Powell to the people where civility
2: is always in style. We're down to our last segment here. So we got about 12 minutes to talk a little more about what's going on and how you might be involved. Uh, I did have a question for you, Boris. Um, You had talked about you and I talked before we got on the show today about um, underground churches and what it was like having to live in Russia, being a Christian, and having the, the battle that exists between communism and Christianity. Uh, tell us a little more about what you experienced with that in your family. Well, when I was uh, you know growing up as a kid,
3: uh, our parents were told that you cannot take children to church. Wow. Uh, so if you were 18 or younger, you could not go to church. So, so they wanted to make sure the indoctrination took place yeah. toward communism. And, and you, you you went to school to get indoctrinized. Wow. And they told you everything about monkeys and everything's millions, millions of years old. And they thought you, you know, the communism way. And they made you wear a star with a picture of Lenin oh, in the wow. middle. And us us as Christians, we were told, you know what, we don't agree with the communism. You cannot wear the star. Yeah. So as a as a kid going to school, my parents said, you cannot put the star on no matter what. Wow. That was the first three grades. And so at school, all the boys say, hey, where's your star? I said, yes. well, I don't wear it. Why don't you wear it? So, you know, there, there it goes. So a lot of them, uh, you get exposed to uh, standing
2: up for what you believe yes. at a young age. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's that got to be tough on a kid because I know adults that can't stand up, you know, <laughs> let alone uh, a young person, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, something like that, and trying to tell your peers that you believe in the Lord and not in communism—that's pretty remarkable. So, tell me a little more about that. Uh, so, you know,
3: that's that's uh, our church was underground church, and uh, back in—I'm uh, going to get my dates a little off—but okay. I, I think in the '80s when our our Baptist uh, congregation was all together, yeah, and when the communists came to power. Uh, or when they they actually said hey we're going to let you gather but it's going to be under our uh what we tell you how you can gather oh, and wow. where you can gather and we're going to appoint the pastors and we're going to make sure pastors are uh certified with us
2: in other words they're not going to let you worship freely yeah yeah, yeah.
3: and uh half of the baptist churches split Mm. Uh, one half said, "You know what? We're not going to comply with this. We're going to bring kids to church. We're going to do whatever we want." Yeah, and and government's completely separate from the church. And the other half said, "You know what? We'll comply with you, and we'll do whatever you say." So we fell into the one that said we will not comply. So we had to, <laughs> you know, church was handled at my grandpa's house. Yeah, uh, for a while, and he had a pretty decent ba- backyard. We put a tent up, and that's where we gather for worship. Wow. And then as the uh, government would come in, they would cite everybody, give citations, and they would take away the leaders, put them in jail, and that kept happening. So everybody in the underground churches, every man had to learn how to preach because you, you didn't know when the pastor was going to get taken
2: away and you might have nobody preaching. So, uh, That is a remarkable story. Yeah. you know, uh, We used to have a motto at a church, Paul, uh, every member, a minister. Uh, you guys were living that out you know practice, yeah. Y- yeah practicing that that's mm. pretty remarkable uh, you know and what it means is you got to know the Bible you got to know the word uh y- you gotta you got to be able to to share what God's telling mm. you with a lot of folks uh that's that's just a remarkable story Boris i'm I'm just uh I'm sitting here shocked <laughs> you
1: know we should also tell you that the, uh the pastor is not paid yes uh oh, pastors man. are pastoring free free yeah <laughs> I like
2: that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, as an assessor, I'm sure you <laughs> <know>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah our, our pastor here is actually uh, still working. Uh, well, he just retired a, a month ago, but he was a carpenter, finishing carpenter, making cabinets. Gotcha. And we try to get him on the payroll many, many times. Yeah. And him having the underground church, like, no, I have to work. I have to be a good example for my sheep. Wow. And, and he had seven children, and he worked full time, eight right? hours a day. Uh, working and, and we would sneak in money and put it in his mailbox and he would call us and say, who did this? To get it out of here. I don't need no money. So so but, he was
2: a vocational pastor, you know, which is you know, really hard. It's not the people are paying him. Uh, the Lord's paying him through his yes. hard work and got him, you know, giving a great example. I think that's remarkable. That's absolutely remarkable. Okay. So you've got a, uh, a new house that you've been given. Um, I know you're raising money as well. Uh, you know, trying to uh, to help the folks as they come. Uh, it's not cheap, you know, when a refugee family comes because many of them do come with whatever they're wearing and maybe a, a sack or a, ba- a satchel of some kind, yeah, suitcase, and that's about it. Uh, what what is your greatest need right now uh, for folks that are coming? Well, the greatest
3: need is is really the housing. Our okay. housing market has been. A little bit outrageous, I would say. You know, yeah. a decent apartment is about 2000 plus. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you can find something for about 1400 and which is not bad on Gettysburg, and we're okay with that area. But yeah. I had a few people try to offer me apartments down on Belmont and Fresno, and I was like, we can't move these blonde hair girls with blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, we- pretty kids in the south area of and Fresno. they don't know the language they don't yeah i said so they're going to the get area. taken advantage of and they yeah. won't you know they can't walk outside they always have to stay indoors because yeah. of the danger zones but yeah you know we had some pretty generous uh, donors that helped us out one of them was darius at grenville homes yes yeah. he's he's given us a, a house wow. to rent out on shepherd and cedar That's which fantastic. is a good area at yeah. a discounted price and he's been also helping us financially and we had other, uh, like Gary McDonald gave us some money. We had Ed Cashin yeah. uh, help out with some of the Neat. some of the needs uh, to help out with the housing. But uh, the biggest need is still finding economy cars and housing. Those are the two biggest needs
2: that, right. for the Ukrainians that are here in Fresno. Wow. So uh, anybody out there who has housing available and it's not being used right now, uh, if you're going to be gone for a period of time, even temporary, uh, until folks can at least have a place to stay and then go from there.
1: Uh, Larry, we do pay market rent. We pay the rent ah, out of the money we have.
2: Yeah, that's pretty amazing, folks. Uh, this isn't asking strictly for volunteer no. and donations. No. This is saying uh, we just need
1: locations. Yeah. And we pay the rent for about three months for the refugees, and hopefully you know, within the three months they'll be able to pick up the rent themselves.
2: So you get the time going. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you prime the pump break, so they right. can make it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so folks, if, if you know it, uh, of a place that's available in a good area, because, you know, when you think about it, you come into a, a new city, you want to uh, at least not have to worry about uh, potential crime and other things around you. You're going to be taken advantage of in many ways anyway, so uh, you want to give them as a, a soft a start and as good a start as you possibly can. Now, I know that there's, uh, there's some uh, apartments uh, up uh, just north of uh, – what is it herndon uh, near maple where a lot of ukrainian families are staying so if anybody has in that area it always feels comfortable to be with someone you can talk to on a regular basis so if you've got uh you know an apartment up there or something you'd like to rent out that would be really helpful to us as well
3: actually rich wathens yes. he
2: gave us apartments
3: too on first and Herden. we yeah. have a few families living in those apartments and oh, it's been a big blessing they love it it's like resort for them yes they go out and they're like wow this is so beautiful every day they call me and say boris thank you for the apartment so i said it's not me it's rich it's the one that gave him.
2: you know gave he gave it to us a 50 percent off wow it's a big big blessing that is fantastic that is fantastic now is there a need for clothes as well uh I think there will be as soon as the winter comes. But okay. yeah. for now,
3: a lot of the Ukrainians that are here, they're like, "Why do we need so much clothes? It's so hot here, so warm. We don't need." That. I said, "You do need the clothes." Wait till we get to thirty-two so, uh, and below. Yeah. But so far, um, another need that we have is we've been opening up uh, for the Ukrainians to get money to make money somehow to be able to pay the rent. Is we've been helping them open up little businesses. Like we got one right here, Mario's Shiny Windows. He cleans windows. Oh, we got nice. one. Uh, he prunes trees. We got one that cuts lawns. We got a mobile mechanic now. We have... Uh, so a lot of folks are willing to do things yeah, to we help a, get by. A lot of women that are great cooks, that could mm. cook. We have a lot of women that could clean houses, that could take care of elderly, that could babysit. Yeah. So we have a lot, of, a lot of women that are looking for work. A lot of guys are looking for work. And some of them we have opened up businesses successfully for through Orange Land Ministries. And, uh, some of them, uh, are doing it for cash yeah. just uh, out on their own. Uh, we had a family that flew in uh, last week through the you for you program. And we, uh, they actually made a little flyer about themselves, who they are. And I said, well, let's go in the neighborhood and start passing them out and yeah.
2: see if we can get you, uh, some jobs here That's and some there help. Yeah. Uh, if folks have something that they can donate or want to talk to you more about it, they can uh, contact you. Is it okay to give out your uh, phone number? So 559-325-4427, that's 559-325-4427, and you can get a lot more information about what uh, the needs are and how you might help with making uh, things go a little smoother. I I just love the heart that I'm hearing, and uh, Paul, having you involved as the Fresno County Assessor-Recorder is such a a unique thing, Uh, someone who understands housing, understands all of the economy, you're a CPA, uh, you know how tough it is right now, and uh, you're, you're helping uh, with Orange Lamb Ministries to, to get them, uh, you know, really solidified and moving forward. The church, Boris, uh, is pretty remarkable that they're uh, stepping up. I just love the fact that a Russian group is helping Ukrainians uh, in this when they, that's where the battle is right now, and uh, what an amazing thing.
1: Only God can do that.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, uh, I can't believe we're we're down to about fifty seconds left. So, Boris, you got uh, twenty seconds. You'd like to tell us uh, anything else you'd like us to know about what's going on? I know. I just want to thank Larry Powell. He gave us a really big bed. It's like- <laughs>
3: Uh, so California King, I believe, the yeah. biggest bet I've seen. And, uh, you know, it's been a big blessing knowing you, and thank you for inviting us here. Uh, well, it's been a big blessing to just
2: be here and be able to share.
3: Well, we're so glad. our needs. Well, I'll tell you what,
2: we've got to do something to help these folks out, and you've set a great example. Paul, assessor recorder, any last word? We love you. <laughs> I love it. Listen, folks, uh, there's a lot to be done and a lot of things that can be done if you'll step up. OrangeLambMinistries.org or call 559 325 4427. You've been listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. Thank you, Boris, and thank you, Paul. See you next week.